Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes Cynic podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by, I'm going to do the intros we did before, beautiful Brian McManus. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, also known as The Unit, and uh, Killer Keith McGinty, that's your new... We're going for that, yeah. yeah Killer Hoorah! Keith. Terrific. That worked earlier on as well. That's it, twice. Yeah, he's really done it twice. Yeah, his, his sort of wee um, intro worked a lot better than yours. Um, la- need, yeah. yeah. Mine's is more visual. Yeah, more visual. <laughs> the unit. Uh, American football guy. Love all American football stuff. Uh, so we are just the three of us, which is uh, interesting. Uh, this is the second time we've. it's been the, the, as, as a panel. I, I was quite, I totally forgot, but this is the second time. First time it worked really well. I, w- I went back and listened to it. Um, you can you can tighten up, Brian, obviously. But, yeah, uh, I was think it was the highest rated podcast we've ever had. <laughs> It was my first one back for a while. Yeah. And there was like a big hoo ha about it, all the razzmatazz. There was a big hoo ha, which is Keith's new. Yeah. Do it, Keith. Hoo ha! See? Okay, so let's I'm get involved with that. Uh, we do have something to start off the podcast with, something very, very exciting. Um, and I will, um, the man who created this entire thing and takes all the credit for it, uh, Keith McGinty, the killer, get involved. What's happening? Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, um, it's Christmas time. It's a season of giving, and we're looking to give we back to like people. Jingle bells in the background, doesn't it? Right, we'll, we'll add Sorry, that in later. Add it in. Aye, in sure. I'll do yep. that later. A season of goodwill <laughs> to amongst men and women, and, and, and a season of giving, and we're looking to give back to our loyal listeners. Um, so we're going to run a wee Christmas raffle. Oh, hello. Um, we've got three prizes. Did you like them in reverse order? I think reverse, reverse order. order. Third place. Third place. A packet of biscuits of your choice. A reasonably priced packet of biscuits. Yeah, none of this Marks and Spencer's push. <laughs> no, as long as we're at the local garage on offer. <laughs> yeah. In fact, wait till after Christmas because there'll be a sale on it. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll work. And a tea bag. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, in second place, we've got Does a... Does that mean we need to buy a whole box of tea bags to give I somebody get, one? I get, I get tea bags all over the shop in this place. Are we? I'll yeah. get one Really? Yeah. And just no milk? Yeah. Mm, okay. We're jamming there. Um, second place would be a haircut from the Southside's Premier Barber. That's Handsome Jacks. Uh, we've got £20 towards a haircut, or if you stay too far away from Glasgow, then we can get uh, £20 towards hair or beer products. Beer? Your choice. Beard. Beard, alright. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, that's a really amazing prize. That sounds good. Um, Where is Handsome Jacks? It's just it's beside the co-op on Kilmarnock Road. Uh, just beside, just when you're coming up to the Granary. If anyone knows the South Side, if you're yep. if you're from the South Side, as as Keith points out, though, if you wanted the the beard stuff's terrific. Yeah. If, you, if you've got a beard, if you don't have a beard, you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> if I'm honest with you. Alex in there, nice guy, good haircut, good chat. A nice ambience, I've got to say. There's a terrific ambience, I'm led to believe, Brian. Have you heard about the ambience at um, Handsome no. Jacks? I've never even heard the Handsome Jacks story there. But well, yeah. only Handsome people know about it. Um, Keith, first place prize uh, we have. Da, 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 da. I'm very excited. Can we not just keep this? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm This would be Louise Christmas, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've got a signed Kieran Tierney top to give away. Can you repeat that for me, please? A signed <laughs> Kieran Tierney top to give away. I'm actually quivering a little bit. I actually, we're in its presence at the moment, and I'll be honest, I, uh, I'm a little excited. I know. Um, there is an aura. There is an aura, and there's a cool box as well. Oh, looks the, sexy. Looks, it looks sexy, that's how I would describe it. But just uh, to recap, um, first prize is a signed Kieran Top. Kieran, Kieran Top. Kieran Haran has signed <laughs> a football top. 
No, it's a signed Kieran Tierney, um, one of the great Celtic players in the current squad, currently injured, uh, but only back in training. Greatest Celtic player of all time, I think. Uh, I think you're doing him a disservice there. Correct. Uh, signed Kieran Tierney top is your first. Second place, Handsome Jacks. You can either have an appointment there or get some... Uh, some of their products third place biscuits of your choice not marks and and a tea bag how do the loyal listener enter Keith to enter <laughs> um, there's four easy steps you can make a donation well Brian and I we did the Celtic sleep out this weekend we're also taking part in the bucket collection for Celtic FC Foundation's um, Christmas appeal that's what we're looking to promote and um, we're looking to help as well so we would like you to make a donation to the Celtic Foundation's Christmas Appeal by texting CELT, C-E-L-T, 07, um, plus an amount. So I think you've got three choices. It can either be uh, £1, £5 or £10. We're not going to tell you what to um, what to donate, but come on. <laughs> yeah. It's entirely, the come on. entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you, but come on. And if you send CELT, 07, to 70070, and then take a wee screenshot of your um, receipt. Yeah, confirmation text. You believe you can do it on the website as well. So if you take a screenshot of your confirmation text or email, that's step two. Also, take a screenshot of you listening to this week's 90 Minute Cynic podcast. I've got to say, I really liked your intro music tonight. It was fantastic. Oh, thanks. I don't even know what the intro music is at this point, but put something really bad on. It's no, it's going to be awesome. It's awesome. going to blow your mind. Always, always. I'll give, I'll give you the album. It always is. Yeah. Um, and then step four: if you follow ninety minute at ninety minutes cynic Twitter feed, tweet us your pictures, and remember to include the hashtag. Now this is the important bit because this is where we're going to take all the the usernames for it and put into the raffle. The hashtag is hashtag ninety minutes cynic Christmas. Oh, one word. Um. Terrific work, Keith. This is all. This is all Keith McGinty's. Uh, this is his baby, um, and uh, we really do thank him. Um, we're going to put out all. We're, we're going to put out a post out. Uh, uh, all the instructions to, yep. to get involved. It's a Kieran Tierney signed top. Let me just again. We are currently in its presence. Uh, I feel like it's you know already part of me. I feel like it's absorbing my essence, yep. which again, that would be a positive for everyone getting involved. Who wins it? Uh, but no, if you could uh, you know, we're going to tweet out how you can enter and it's a terrific prize. All three prizes are great except the Marks and Spencer's biscuits because they aren't Marks and Spencer's. It's probably going to be a Kit Kat. <laughs> a packet of Kit Kats at least. Well, we'll see. But no, terrific work <laughs> Keith and uh, you're going to be manning the, yes. the, the phones. Yes, I'll, I'll get that. Is that in. like a telethon? <laughs> yeah. uh, we should have done that. Um, well, you've got up to six o'clock next Monday night to get your your entries in, and then next Monday's podcast will do the draw live, 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 live. live. periscope, periscope. Because yeah. that works so that well. Last time. Facebook, Facebook live. We'll that's do, the thing. That's the it? one I told you about last week. Last time you went, that's no thing. What are you talking about? And I was like, Brian, why are you speaking to me like that? And, you're like, <laughs> and I was like, please leave. And then I did. Yeah. And that, and but so we've made up now. We have made up. No, but we will, you know, w- there'll be plenty of links and, and uh, instructions on how to enter. Get involved. It's a, it's a great cause and it's a great prize. So, you know, works. What is the prize ways. again? It's a packet of biscuits of your choice. Amazing. And a tea bag. No, it's a signed Kieran Tierney top. And uh, again, Keith, terrific work. And uh, good luck to everyone who, who, who takes part. 
Okay, so we've got that out of the way. Um, we can focus on uh, the weekend. We can focus on Celtic. I've got something I want to talk about about Scottish football overall. And uh, Snodgrass as well. We'll get to Snodders uh, in a minute. And uh, uh, we, could, we want to talk about the, the dive scenario. But Celtic, Friday night game. Firstly, Brian, your opinion on Friday night football. Not necessarily this, not this, this game, but Friday night football as a whole. Thoughts? Uh, I've said that before. It's great. It's a great concept. I think um, it's something different and it ties in really nicely with just kicking off your weekend. So Celtic have had, what's that, two in a month or something? Because the Kilmarnock game was a Friday night. Kilmarnock game, yeah. yeah and the obviously the Thistle Louis game. Keith and Kieran went to and loved it. Um, and obviously Thistle there on Friday night. Um, Glasgow Derby and um, the atmosphere sounded fantastic and I think it's just a great concept and it's good that again there's something different in Scottish football that people can get behind um, Keith you've as, as Brian says you've actually been part of it you went to the Kilmarnock game how did how did it all kind of break down in terms of it was a Friday night so it's just very very different how did it work out it's a bit of a mad rush to get home from work but you're buzzing all day you're really looking forward we'll finish at like half two or something yeah we've it later yeah. we've it we've it um, but to get down to Kilmarnock it was pretty easy everywhere I've been to has been pretty accessible. I think Motherwell was another game that I've been to in a Friday night game. The atmosphere is fantastic. Everybody's up for it because it's the start of the weekend. The only thing I would say is if your team gets beat, that's you. Snickered. Yeah, weekend gubbed. Totally. Yeah. And it kind of, kind of, once you've got it over and done with, the weekend's a bit of a drag until the, the next game, which thankfully just now is one every, what, three, four days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you living for the weekend, Keith? I'm living for the weekend. Uh, do you like the band Hard Fi? I know that, that track. Yeah. I got that reference there. Yeah, good. Good work. Nice. Hipper than a lot of people give credit for. Well, <laughs> anyone gives credit for. Um, Celtic played uh, Partick Thistle. Um, it was an interesting game. I was half squished when I watched it. I'm not going to kid on. But I remember most of it and I can, I've got opinions and comments. Um, it, tough place to go. I, to be honest, you know, I mentioned this yesterday, there's not many easy away grounds um, or away trips, if you will. But with this uh, with this game on a Friday night coming off the big game, because we also want to maybe con- uh, talk about the, the Manchester City game as well. Um, coming off the Manchester City game, which... As well as we played, with no doubt, it probably took a lot out of the players. Keith, how do you think they performed against Thistle overall? It was quite a controlled performance. Um, Thistle were quite hard to break down in the first half. Um, They seemed quite defensively tight, pretty much a unit, but they weren't offering much going forward. They were concentrating, just making sure they were were trying to get to half-time without conceding anything. Saying that, we still managed to create a few chances, nothing too much in the the first half, until I think it was Rogic played <laughs> Lee Griffiths through with a mm. wonderful long-distance uh, ball. Uh, it was good to see Lee Griffiths back in the, the forward line. Um, he was busy, he kept the defenders um, not knowing where he was. He was able to run in behind, and that's why Rogic was able to, to, to unlock them in such a magical way. Um he get through on oh no, the hold on, I'm getting confused about goals here. That long range ball, was that the one where the keeper came out, Cherney, and just knocked it past him? 
that that's not a goal that happened. That's what I'm just remembering. <laughs> what was the first? Was the, oh, the goal was leaked. That's it's wide left. <laughs> What's going on? I'm yeah. Just, do you know what it is? I'm, I'm trying to update. Yeah, I'm trying to update my memory by watching the highlights here, and I'm just confused myself. <coughs> no, it's okay. Um, so um, the ball goes out wide to Griffiths wide Griffiths. left. Yeah, we um, Ziggy. Ziggy Stardust Ziggy Stardust right back and they managed to cut it right across man of the moment in the centre uh, the six yard box he's man of every moment in my opinion fantastic um, yeah good goal by by Armstrong what about the play by Griffiths um, it was it was direct it was powerful um, he wanted to get that ball across the right back could probably have done a wee bit better but it was just sheer determination to get the ball into a dangerous area and then knowing that Armstrong was going to be making those runs like he's been doing off late. That that see that's a, I think a very important point. The fact is he put a ball in knowing that Armstrong because obviously he's a striker so he's out wide, he's putting the ball in knowing knowing that because we all know now that Armstrong's late runs into the box are becoming Petrov esque. Um we really are he's the first um sort of uh, attacking midfielder I'd probably say since Petrov that consistently does it we had guys do it Joe Ledley did it for a while um, and he did it well again Joe Ledley good player no doubt about it Chris Commons Chris Commons we'll get to him um, soon Um, (laughs) but no like he's Armstrong you know you now know that you can put a ball in the box and Armstrong will probably be following it up which I think is terrific and that you need that sort of um, mindset that I can trust the guy. Yeah. Um, Griffith's trying a little bit hard, um, which he can understand. Yeah, he had a couple of good chances that he kind of choked early on. Um, maybe trying to just that wee bit too hard to maybe get a bit too power or place it a bit too much. Um, second half, we looked a lot more fluent and relaxed. Um, it was a cracking goal from uh, Armstrong again, a corner, instead of lump it into the box what do you think we've got a couple of tall players we should be able to do a wee bit more um, it went short to Armstrong at the edge and he took a, a shot through a ruck of players a, ru- a bloody ruck a ruck of players and uh, the keeper should have done much better is it Cherney yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, should, he, should, he should have done much better you could maybe say he was a bit unsighted but it wasn't the most powerful shots by by Armstrong, but I like the fact they had a pop. Yeah, with his left foot as well. Um, it looked it looked it was quite comfortable from then on. Um, straight from kickoff, our high pressing paid off. Where Lee Griffiths was played in by I think it was Rogic again. Um, it was. It he was, turned yeah. the defender inside out and. Just stroked the ball past the, the keeper again. 18 seconds after kickoff. What I liked about that goal most is the fact that it, it wasn't even determination by Griffiths. It was just, I'm taking this ball. It, I, I, I'm taking this ball off you. Because the defender had a good yeah, a good kind of run on it. But it was like, no, I'm taking it. Uh, what are you thinking about uh, the team as a whole from, from the second half, uh, Brian? What were your kind of thoughts? Anyone stand out for you? Um, obviously, Stuart Armstrong was terrific. Um, but is there anyone else who made an impression? Because uh, I was, I've got, I've got a suggestion. Uh, your boy is a Geary. Is he? Well, as we argued about what three, four weeks ago, when you were all given as a pelters, and he's. <laughs> I don't think. We're, I no, think you were. If you want to listen back, you were giving him absolute pelters. I stuck up for the boy as I always did, um, and he's been absolutely tremendous oh, since he came back in. Brian, Brian, Brian. Every tremendous. dog has its day. That's true. He said we'll, loads of days. We'll, we'll get. <laughs> it's we'll like get a kennel. Him. Um, he's been great um, do you know it was actually really good to see some changes in the team um, 
in, in Griffiths start because it's, it's funny obviously how people are going on just now about maybe Dembele being off the boil and stuff like that because he's not he's not scored in what five games maybe yeah um, since but, the League Cup final yeah but totally forgetting that he's what, less than half a season with the club he's just turned 20 um, I think people are. I, I don't think people are getting. Are people getting on his back? I. I mean, well, I don't oh. think Celtic fans are. I think just your usual media types are are kind of highlighting he's this kind of going off the boil thing. And uh, but I do he, think it's, he's, he's not Joe Garner. <clears throat> yeah. That's a fact. He's not. Who hasn't scored in seven? But that's another thing. Um, <laughs> Three goals in twelve appearances. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it was good to see a bit of freshness in the team. And uh, like you said, this was. That's tough, um, and most teams I think now are, are kind of lining up a certain way to to try and prevent Celtic in the style that they're adopting just now. I think Archibald came out saying how he was impressed by Motherwell the previous the previous game. Um, but you know, it's it's another one of these things where it can be a, seem like a bit of a grind for a while. But once Celtic just kind of get the upper hand, then they. they they don't let it go and completely dominate. Yeah, I think there's almost... We're getting to the point now which is really a, a testament to the team itself where we're starting to have a psychological advantage over teams now. I think a lot of teams will turn up with the expectation that if we want to get a draw, we're going to have to at least score two or three. I mean, Motherwell scored in three goals yeah. and still getting beat. Yep. You know, it's... It, it's it's exactly where we want to be. It's exactly what we want. Um, guys like uh, Callum McGregor, who I have criticised, there's absolutely no doubt. I stick by it. I don't think he's good enough for Celtic to be in the first team from a, a European point of view. I agree with you there, but yep. he's a good squad player. We'll, we'll agree on that. We will agree on that. Um, I, I just, I, I think McGregor is a, a guy I, I really want to do well, but He's just not going to cut it long term. That that's the sad yeah. truth of it. Um, but in saying that, with Rogers, like you could say, and I think what we've seen recently is most of this team, or in fact, maybe not because uh, Gambo and stuff starting, but most of the teams recently have it's not been Rogers' signings. So you can see what he can do to a player and develop a player, McGregor. Yeah, I mean that that's got so much potential. That team on that team on Friday only, as you say, only Gamboa. Um, would have been a, a Rogers signing. I know Dembele came on for for a brief period, but the rest of them pretty much. League Cup final. I think it was only Dembele that started. That was a Rogers signing. I, I tell you, I'm I'm gonna. Um, I know you've got a point, but just uh, kind of forget Sinclair's not playing. Do you know? I had the exact same conversation with a guy the other day, where he's one of our biggest players, and he's it's, we're not missing him, um, which is great. Yeah, which is great. Um, I, he does. He is the best player in that position. There's no doubt about it. Aye, totally. And you know, would he have made a difference against um, Manchester City if it was him going through instead of Gary McKay Steven? Possibly. Aye. But we're still not. He, we want him fit, but we're not missing him to the point where we're still not doing teams over in the league. Mm-hmm. Champions League, he he takes that he takes that step up up because he's got that quality. But the league, we're not relying on any one player, no. which I think is good. Sorry, you were going to make a point there, but I jumped in. No, you were just you were talking about um, we're going in with this aura. We didn't have that last year. Teams thought that they could get something against us. Um, they didn't have that fear factor of the Celtic team, which has come back. Like tenfold now with the amount of goals that we're scoring and the style of football that we're, we're playing. Um, is that the most 
What's the biggest um, pleasing factor? The fact that we're winning so well or how we're playing? I think it's how we're playing. For years I've been going to football and we were talking actually when was the last the best football that you've actually watched and it's going back to the days of Larson, um, Sutton, Lambert, um, Alan Thompson, DDA Gap, Bobby Peter. There was, that was the best football that since I've been going for about the past 20 odd years at Celtic Park. Tommy Burns played better football. Yeah. So we busy that. Um, that was just before I started. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. I thought I thought you were including that. Well, there was no, some, no, 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 some games in Strachan's last season that were just like the pinnacle of how football should be played. <laughs> 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 I almost finished that sentence uh, without laughing. Uh, Stra- Strachan, um, you know, because that's that the the point I was going to make is you know we're playing winning football, but we're playing it in a very the Celtic way. The Celtic all way led to believe there was times on Friday where the fullbacks were further forward than Griffiths, um, which is exactly what we want what we want to see. We're we're playing winning football, but we're playing it stylishly, and we're playing it in a way that you'd enjoy watching it. Under Strachan, we played winning football, but it was some of the dullest football. It was turgid. Turgid, that's Bird's favourite word. Um, and it was also, <laughs> a, you know, a, you know, we've mentioned this in the past, but you know, Strachan would come out afterwards and he'd be like, uh, yeah, that's a great advert for Scottish football. And it's yeah. like, are you watching the same fucking game? Uh, but yeah, so Callum McGregor, as we say, uh, I have been critical in the past, but um, I do like him. I do want him to be a success. I just don't know if he's got in him. The challenge I make to you, Callum, is prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Next Christmas, we're going to be going mental by having a Callum McGregor signed top to give away. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee but, it. But look at Armstrong. Armstrong, um, in about September time, was playing pretty poorly. Was, was that when you turned heel on him? I didn't turn heel on him. I, 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 you swiveled? I pivoted? I, I, I was the front pivot. Which I've heard people who've fed on But no, like um, with Armstrong, I was more disappointed because I could see there was potential there and he just wasn't Not angry. It. I wasn't no, angry. You just I really wasn't angry. I thought to myself, sure. Something's wrong here. <laughs> yeah, something's You're right. just not trying. You're just not trying. He's actually releasing a um Christmas single. Firstly, that should be a thing. It's not. He uh, in the next, in the Christmas edition of the Celtic View, he's put together his dream musical playlist. And Melbourne Boy tweeted me about it today, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to read that, because that could just <laughs> shatter oh, all fucking illusions. Uh, steps and fucking <laughs> <it's> Club 7. <laughs> um, I love that band Nickelback. Hi, <laughs> well, Stuart, you can fuck right off. Um, but Gary McKay-Steven uh, didn't do a lot against Thistle. He's um, just coming back though, and I'm it's not, great to see him back because we were again talking about this. I feel like I've been on the pod a lot because I'm referencing things I spoke about <laughs> on the pod. That's just remembering the yeah. stuff that um, happened before. That's not. <laughs> um, but we all said it'd be good to actually see him get a chance, but we couldn't see him getting it, and that's. I think I think you know we mentioned the fact that Sinclair will, when he's fit, play. Um, I, because, deservedly so. I think Gary. Rogers really rates McKay Stephen. Well, well, I know he. I think he's going to. I think. I think. I think he's talking him up, which is the right thing to do. Um, but uh, Gary McKay Stephen had an opportunity against Thistle, and it is, I'm not. I'm not saying it's easy just to come back in and hit the ground running. But I thought he was poor against yeah. Thistle. I don't think he. I don't think he looked it was, tired. He looked tired, but I thought his passing was terrible at times. Uh, again, he's the guy that we've mentioned this before, and I'm sure we'll mention it again. It's not that he doesn't have the talent, because he does. It's a mentality factor with Gary McKay's team, I think. I don't know. He seems to be a, a guy who 
very much plays on confidence. Confidence, confidence player. But also, expectation can crush players. And that's the thing. There's guys who can come up to Celtic, be a terrific footballer. Ayo Berkovic, one of the, technically one of the best players you've ever you've ever seen at Parkhead. You know, outside of you know Larson and Maravchik, but right in the top echelon of that, uh, couldn't take the pressure of playing for for it for, for Celtic. And it showed when he started to play play, play badly when he started. <laughs> When he scored that goal and he started doing the stick it up, you yeah, saying yeah, to the I was at yeah. that game. I was like, "Oh, what are you doing? No, like, <laughs> I can't defend you anymore." His um, style of football was was better suited to like a counter attacking side, though. He'd have been great in Europe for us, but he would I be, find great, he'd be great. great in his team. Yeah. He'd be great with Manavchik and like two, yeah, holding midfielders behind him, maybe two and strikers. T- <laughs> yeah, two, two, two. That would be awesome. if we had a tiny yes. back four. That would be it. You do realise you don't listen to podcasts because I mentioned that every fucking week. <laughs> I know you did. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, yeah. I did. Oh, I was. You referenced how reference. a couple of weeks ago but Brendan Rodgers was going to play John Petrov Bass. in there. Is he going to play with right back or something? Uh, that would probably work. <laughs> that was his natural position. <laughs> he just didn't get an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're having fun. We're having fun. We're talking about we're talking about football things. Who's your favourite um, uh, John Barnes signing? Call is now five one one rock five one one roll. Um, get involved. Barnes made some amazing signings. Petrov being one of them, and then that guy we were linked with Petkoff. Mind Martin Petkoff. He went to Southampton, right? Man mm. City as well. Oh no, that was other Petrov. No, that was the actual good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was his no, dad. We had some. But then it's all boiled down to the fact that if Larson didn't get that leg break, then John Barnes would have been the greatest Celtic manager of all time. If Larson didn't get that leg break, he might have left a lot quicker. <laughs> because before he got the leg well, break, no, he you're was... just being hypothetical now. <laughs> <laughs> but you said the hypothetical... Brian, you should come more often. I know, I know. it's great. It's great. It's on the show, isn't it, Keith? Um, <laughs> I get all nervous when you're I know, you don't know why you asked them. You know, you hardly met them. Uh, Ryan Christie, great pass for uh, Isagiri's um, great run for the goal for Callum McGregor. Really, really well worked pass and um, well worked goal. Um, great Isagiri showing. Signs of composure in the box. Um, it was great to see. It was just that it was a really well worked goal. I'm glad you mentioned that. I watched them. Um, I think uh, Jack Lyons had put a wee video up with those yeah. Clyde drill passes. He's a very talented writer. This boy, he's going to go places. Yeah, I'm telling you this now. Um, <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> we'll get to that later. Nightmareisthetic.com. Check it out. Um, yeah, so the wee passes in behind the defender so that the wing back or attackers coming on at pace uh, and Izagiri from the byline managed to pick out, stand it up to the what the centre spot, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and McGregor just comes in and, and, and that's the thing, see, see McGregor, he's got great technique and see in the final third, he is he is very... Um, in the in the final third, in the right positions, he can be great because I watched back Tom Rogic's... Um, some of Tom Rogic's highlights. His goals. Some of his goals, yeah. right? See the pass oh. that Callum McGregor made for Was that the Kilmarnock game? No, it was a Motherwell game. Motherwell. It was the league game. Aye. That pass is one of the best passes that's been made this yeah. season fucking anywhere. And he's got that in his locker. But Callum McGregor's issue and his problem is he doesn't. he's not nailed down a position. That's and that's that's the issue with McGregor. He, 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 he's not good. He's not necessarily good. You wouldn't you wouldn't play him ahead of McGregor. Um, I get ahead of Armstrong or Brown, and you're not going to play him ahead of Rodgers. No. 
And so that's what I mean where, see if he just had a little bit more about him, a little bit more consistency, then he would maybe have the ability to break in. Yeah, you're not confident playing him in the centre of midfield because sometimes his passes are a bit wayward, Yeah, which lead to chances for the for whoever we're playing. Um, but it's in that final third where he does see a pass. That 1-2 that he played for the Motherwell, the, the goal against Motherwell. Yeah, terrific. A great goal. Great yeah. technique again. Um, the goal that he scored um, on Friday night there, reminiscent of Iniesta against Celtic oh, earlier. Hold on. Reina and Iniesta. <laughs> All right, that's taking a bit too far. <laughs> I can even keep a straight face for that one. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I know what you mean about how he gets in the middle of the box, the ball comes in and he, he hits it. It was a really great finish. Yeah. When he went down to Notts County. County. County, that's where he tend to play most games, yeah. was in the, behind the number 10, behind the, the striker. And he was scoring spectacular goals, he was scoring regularly. Um, so maybe that, round about that area, is where um, he's best suited, I think. Um, the other thing was that Scott Brown was playing the pivot troll, the <laughs> deep flying midfield. Fielder. Central midfield, mate. Wait, yeah. it's a pivot. But it's allowing um, Armstrong and McGregor to push forward a wee bit more. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously only joking, but we, we've talked about this numerous times. We don't need two defensive midfielders no. in Scotland. Um, Armstrong's now, whether he's been told, probably obviously told by, by Rogers, but uh, he is breaking forward and he's going ahead of the, the, the striker. And that Armstrong it's has. The energy si- that he's got. He's got six goals this season. And if you think about it, he's only really been consistent since the start of October in terms of Aye. being in the team. So Armstrong could hit. And I'm, I'm pretty confident Armstrong will hit double figures. We don't often get a midfielder. The last one was probably. Was it Stephen Johansson? I think maybe, maybe yeah. double figures. Um, and Stephen Johansson was a guy who, again, like McGregor, defensively played one week, forward the next. Um, if, McG- if, if Johansson had just. Being given the then again, Johansson's form just dropped way off. The I map think he would have done well and see that kind of role um, with the uh, Brown holding and and alongside Armstrong because the, the two of them did cover some amount of, of ground and he seems to be doing really well for Fulham. Yeah, I think he's scoring regularly. Th- there's no doubt he's 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 a good player. I just think um, I think when Ronnie left, he just thought oh, I might not be fancied here or whatever because you like to believe that maybe Rogers wanted them. I think Stephen Johansson would be great in this team. Ah, you think everybody would be great in this team, though? <laughs> I'm usually right. but <laughs> Just uh, every player we've ever had. Yeah, I just, just think everybody's squad. great. The squad is I'm way too small. more right than wrong. Uh, Brian, you want to say something? You got a comment to make or do you want me to bring something in for you? No, I just said that about Stephen Johansson. Do you want me to lay the table for you for another comment? Mm, no. Okay, but let's just say him. Calmer girl's only 23. Let's just say him. Okay. It's Kieran, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, McGregor is only 23 um, and he's from Pollock. So, do you know him? I probably, I just realised he's from Pollock. That's just down the road for me. Because uh, you're so, from um, Ardennes. Originally, but I'm you, you didn't, rea- you didn't realise I was going to get that. I'm surprised you remembered. I remember everything about you, Brian. And read into that, won't you? Well, Lustig. The guy just doesn't get dropped now. He seems to play every single game. Um, Might be getting dealt in for a, a new, new deal. deal. <laughs> um, I don't know why that worked, but it was very good. The timing was excellent. Uh, does he does he have a new deal, Brian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's kind of no, he's shown that he's not don't hold made back. a glass. Don't um, hold back. I, I don't know what it is with him because obviously he's there's never really been an issue with his his talent. It was always whether he was 
going to be able to sustain a, a, a run in the team. Last year, I think he did. Um, second most appearances, second only to Griffiths for most appearances and then last season. This season, he's been terrific, absolutely brilliant, and a real kind of leader on the field as well, which is something that was, again, we've, we've harked back to last season and the difference in so many players where even. Uh, mentally, Brown and Lustig are, are different players this season. Last season, they were just like the rest of them, let their heads go down and um, again showing the difference. Whereas last season, if you lost a goal, you just thought, you know, we're losing the game or, or dropping points. Whereas this season, you don't care how many you lose because you always think you're going to win. Um, and I think that's uh, obviously Rogers has instilled so much in, in so many of the players, but Lustig is, is really kind of came to the fore. And I think he'd be one of the first names in the team sheet. Well, I think he is. I mean, the fact that, um, he, again, that would have been... Because I thought to myself when I was you know, thinking about picking the team, it's like, give Lustig a rest. Um, Turi was on the bench. Boyata was on the bench. You know, one of those with Sviachenko, who's an, a, another constant. Um, but no, he still plays him. Um, and it's funny because just... Uh, Brendan Rodgers was making a couple of comments to the Herald. Um, in terms of his injuries, talking about Lustig, in terms of his injuries, I can only look at from my time in here, and he's virtually trained every day and been available for every game. He's been excellent since I came in. I think he wants to say it's natural. Another couple of points. He's 29. It's probably his last major contract, and when you get to that age, you want to make sure everything is right. It has to be here for you. So, I mean, he wants he wants him to stay the key point is because um, he, he talked he talked um, a lot about Lustig and how he is really. Um, I'm just trying to find the quote because he co- yeah he's okay. Uh, he, he's one I definitely want to keep and the club is in discussions with his agent. He's an important player for us, one of the pillars of the group. In any group, there are four or five players with, within it and he's definitely one. He's a great character, motivated to train. His commitment to training is fantastic and he's a great professional. This is quite interesting. He's got good banter with the lads. He's a fun guy, at, but he knows when to focus and every single game he's up for it. He's that sort of Scott Brown type. He goes on to say, is some of his favourite bands include Built to Spill, My Bloody Valentine. He loves really good shoegaze music. Um, ultimately, he sees himself as an artist when he re- retires. And um, his favourite director is Dario Argento. That's really interesting. Built to Spill. I didn't think he'd be in there. They'd be in his... Um, that's a joke. I thought he'd have been going a wee bit more a Moldovar for a favourite director. A wee bit Spanish. He's got an Ace of Bass tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so... Why do you have to ruin everything, Brian? I was just making a wee joke. Yeah, okay. uh, but I think his wife's settled. She's 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 good. Here. She, she All that she wants is another baby. <laughs> that's not bad. That was a good. That's not bad. Yeah, that was that was really good. You guys well are starting to develop yeah. some sort of interest. The way that works. Partnership. Um, no, but with, with Lustig being an ever constant, I, I guess we're at. And here's the other point about Lustig. There's been two or three times this season where he's had really really strong tackles, and he's had to be taken off the Motherwell one that. Lasley, who's just a thug, nice. um, and then there was there was one other. I think the League Cup final as well. He went down, um, but he is getting he's getting back up. He's he's and when he was taken off, and I don't know why you laughed there. Keith, I'm laughing because I made uh, <laughs> because when I seen him go down, and I like to do these wee crappy photoshops, and I took his face and I put it on Mister Glassy's body from Unbreakable, and I was ready to tweet it out, but I thought no, I'll leave it because he's been coming back quite quick for injuries. I'm glad I didn't do that because I would have had egg on my face. I'll put it that way. He would have the fucking punch in his face. <laughs> <laughs> a 
How dare you? Um, you got any comment? Well, cause we, I'm just looking. Yeah, we've got uh, Gentleman Stephen Hughes uh, at Stephen Hughes. That's Stephen his name Jets. now. I love that. Gentleman Stephen Hughes. Yep. What's your thoughts on rotation uh, over the, c- the coming flurry of games? Will Brown get a rest? Oh, okay. Now, let me just talk through the games because we do have a lot coming up. Uh, we've got um, Hamilton. Um, tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah, tonight. night. Uh, we've got Hamilton Hamil- Dundee on Saturday Dundee on Saturday um, then we've got Hamilton again on and Christmas Eve again. Um, yeah we've got Rangers Hearts then Aberdeen in a row um, I'm going to that game the Rangers game yeah my first trip to Mordor Really? Alright. Um, that'll be interesting. We'll get you to do a fan. I think I will. A fan thing. That'll be an interesting it. one. I've just realised we've got a winter's break. Yes. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. To that's really interesting. Dubai, I think they're going for eight days. Well, that's great um, because it's Rangers on the 31st of December, which is our last game. And then the game after that's the 28th of January. And that's. So we've got Rangers away and then coming back, we've got Hearts and Aberdeen both at home and then a trip away to St Johnston. So. If we're just looking at the, 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 the fixtures that are coming up now, we, you know, Dundee are on a terrific run of form. They, uh, they've not, they've take, taken ten of their last twelve points, which is great work for them. Hamilton at home tomorrow. You're, you're looking at they've drawn their last five. Yeah, I think they've drawn more games than ten games won. in total. They've drawn. Is Massimo still getting a game? Uh, yeah. He didn't start at the weekend. Ali Crawford has been playing out his skin, though. Ali Crawford is, uh, I think he'll leave in January. I yeah. think that's, by all accounts, he seems to be maybe going to, hopefully, fingers crossed, a championship team. We don't want him down in League One. We want him no. in a championship team. Um, but so the question is, uh, rotation. Brown. Brown. Is he needing, or will he get a wee rest? I don't think he needs a rest. And rotation works for us. And the, so. fact, the fact that we're off for a month. Yeah. Um... I wouldn't rest him. Oh, I would keep the team relatively, relatively same, the sort of same for the. I mean, you bring in. Dem- I would, you know, I would maybe rest them belly up until the Rangers game. Yeah, you, I think you can change your kind of attacking options about because there's so many of them. But you keep your mainstays like Gordon, Lustig, Eric, and Brown. You just keep them solid, and the rest you can maybe oh, just fine. Yeah, fine. pretty much. Um, the rest you're, you're kind of flexible. And this is an interesting one because um, would you would would you rest Gordon for a game or two, no. or would you just keep him? You just you play him. Yep, you play him. Wouldn't you, rest a goalkeeper. Goalkeeper's he's, not as demanding as an outfield position, and his concentration has been good so because I, I'm just thinking of De Vries must be sitting on the bench thinking where the fuck did that sign for these guys if you well know. he made an arse of it so it's his own fault no it is no, that, no that's 100% he had the opportunity to grab that brass ring do you like that right? I don't know should I like that isn't that a it's thing? a gold ring for American football can that your your phone's making a funny noise Um, that's fine um, grab that brass ring bring brass ring is that not an American thing the NFL brass ring touchdown offside yeah ice hockey end zone end zone that's what I was looking for I said offside Um, but okay but I mean I'm just thinking you know if um, I wouldn't rest him either because I think Gordon is terrific bring it up terrific no because that's what you get about the team there's that other guy as well (laughs) 
Logan Bailey. Big he is unbelievable on Logan. Instagram. I, if there's one thing I can say about Logan Bailey, follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he he's walking around. and He's like, yeah, we're at Manchester City, woo, <laughs> taking pictures and all that. And then he's like, morning guys, and it's him like on his like on his his morning coffee and all that. Well, that like, guy loves being third choice goalkeeper. <laughs> totally. At an international because when club. I was uh, like Tommy Johnson Park. <laughs> Don't you slag off. With uh, Christopher Ayers, da. He photobombed him. And he <laughs> loves it. Right, I didn't understand anything in that sentence. Can you do it again, please? <laughs> when I was at Celtic Park, <laughs> hanging about with Christopher Ayers' father. Hanging about? Yeah. Well, he was sitting behind me, so that's the same thing. You were only at the back with him, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like hanging out. Afterwards, we had a moment. You sat at the dikes and you had a wee uh, quenchy cup. Aye, <laughs> Capri Sun, actually. Okay, okay yeah. sorry, I apologise. Um, and I, Big Logan, was loving the hanging about this. Do you think he's going to bring in a goalkeeper? Wait, age is Gordon? Gordon's 33, uh, De Vries is 35. De Vries is here, there's no need to bring in a goalie. Logan Bay is there and uh, Leo Fazan as well. That's what I mean, though. Like, if for, if, for example, Craig Gordon touch wood, it doesn't happen. But if Craig Gordon got in- injured and uh, De Vries comes in and he gets sent off or something, right? Because he does like the sweeper keeper thing and you know come running up, be a goalkeeper. Fuck's sake, um, <laughs> catch a ball and kick it out. Go long, <laughs> go long, go. Aye, it's not American football. I don't know why I'm speaking like that. But um, if if that happened, where Gordon got gets injured, um. Uh, the, so the second second in, in command um, gets sent off. Fazan's coming completely out of the cold. I just think they should maybe if we've got. I don't know. It's a I tough really one. I really don't know where you're going with this. We've got four goalkeepers and you're bringing another one. And two of them are two of them are absolute garbage. One of them. No, oh no, really. Logan Bay is a Belgian oh, internationalist. See, see what he does, right? So he, is Dedrick Boyata. There you go. There's an answer. And he's another. <laughs> He, he, he wants his lad. Get Boyata. Get Bailey. That's that's two elevenths of the Belgium <laughs> are like the best team in the world. So that means they two are brilliant. Aye, that's There's just fact. Starting lineup at Ibrooks. <laughs> Logan Bailey and goal. We've got about Derek twenty Boyata, odd points to play captain. with. We do actually aye, have about aye. twenty odd points to play with. Should we just set up with just those two? All right, Mon. <laughs> do you know what? I'd start Scott Allen. Oh, do you know? Maybe that's why we've brought him back. Um. Well, when I say brought. <laughs> you from the Twitter account from the ninety minute cynic, uh, I believe it was yourself tweeted. Louis, I think. It oh, was it was Louis Town, the the the, the Louis Town master, master, um, the owl. Um, picture of Cian Tierney and Scott Allen. Scott Allen is just wait biding his time to January, isn't he? Because he's not yeah. going to play. I don't You're a fan of him. You are a fan of him. I was a fan of him when I seen him at Hibs. I think if if he was good enough, he would have broken into the team. I really do think Rogers came in and went right. Here's your opportunity. I'm not going to, you know, there's no judgment in terms of you know uh, anything that's happened in the past. Everyone's got an opportunity, and I don't think uh, clearly Alan. Everyone in that team works hard. Even Tam Rogic, who's our he's player, player in the number ten role, he works hard. Scott Allen doesn't do that. He's got a lovely way of pass, but doesn't work hard enough for the team. And that's what first and foremost we are. We're a, a solid unit as a team. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, he's had his chance, but aye. See when he's uh, getting Player of the Year, and I'm going to remind you of this. <laughs> remind us. Well, we've you... just actually been asked if you were to um, Robert Campbell at Robert DC eighty four. Um, if you keep one, who is it? Scott Allen or Hendo? 
Oh, Hendrick Henderson. Aye. Um, I still think Henderson isn't going to make it, but and I don't say that with any delight because I I, I love I love Hendo, or, and I or again maybe we just like the idea of Hendo. Yeah. We're in love <laughs> with it. The idea yeah. of a technically gifted central midfielder. Can you just put the number eight on him though already? Isn't it? And they just put McStay in his back. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> that would get back. Definitely work. Um, and it, hit Brian with a question. Um, well, Brian, what do you think um, from Dave Devine at DD621? How do? Is complacency Celtic's biggest hurdle in keeping the winning run going? Or is it the referees? That was for you, Brian. If you, I know, I was pondering. No, you were a minute. I, I was reading, but that's the same <laughs> thing. Um Complacent? I don't think we're complacent at all. Um, no, but slip, slipping in. If, let's say we win. A couple the, of goals have been going in past couple of games. I see if that second one goes in against Thistle, where it was offside. No, it was offside. So, so it was the first one. Yeah. The first one offside. The first one was about eight of them were offside or something. Okay, fair I enough. Don't think, I don't think Rogers allows the team to be complacent. Um, there might be, I don't know, I mean, during a game, an occasional lack of concentration or something that could lead to a, a chance or a goal, but. Overall, no, we won't be complacent. Um, referees, that's a whole other issue. Because I think it's not just in Celtic games, but there's clearly some other decisions that seem to be getting made in games that are impacting the league. Such um, as the Hearts goal Hearts, that was ruled yeah. offside. And the boy the that weekend. got booked for diving, which admittedly I think it's Walker, who I think has got a bit of reputation He's anyway. He's who but, dived against us. Aye, or totally. But, I mean, it was one of the most blatant fouls I've ever seen. Was this at Ibrox? On? Yeah. yeah, right in front of the referee and the boy got booked for diving. Which, do you know what, he probably deserves because he's a wee diver. <laughs> you, you took about two seconds. I'm looking at this guy thinking, what is he going to say next? Because he's a total diver. Uh, aye, well, that's interesting. Uh, Brian, just everything's kind of rosy just now. Um, the Manchester City game, um, we went down there. People can turn around and say, oh, it was a second string t- um, ting. It's a second string ting. <laughs> Thank us. Uh, we are talking some uh, of absolute Jesus. nonsense tonight. Um, I didn't really see. I didn't see the they game shorts, on. They're too tight for BT Sports, <laughs> but thankfully Logan Bayer had it on Facebook Live, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to see the whole game. Um, I, do you know what I was really impressed with the the, the confidence that Celtic shown um, at, at Manchester City, where players weren't scared to have the ball and pass it um, in tight areas. Uh, as opposed to what we've seen previously, where they just panic and yes. hoof it and lose possession. And again, I think that's a confidence thing that you know. That, it's that belief in that. It's, a, it's belief in themselves. Totally. And you're up against, you know, it was a, regardless of the fact it wasn't a first choice Man City team. It was still a strong team. Um, Gundigan, they, Gundigan's one of the best players in the world, and he's a World Cup winner. And they were, I mean, they were, they were pressing, and it was like ninety-four million their side cost. Ah, it's crazy. That they said it was a, a youthful. Man City Aye, side, the Celtic side, average age was younger. That's an excellent point. So their average age was, I think, 26, yep, and yep, ours was 20, 24, 25. Well, you guys both seen it, so... Um, but, that, but it was great to see, and that's what, you know, regardless of the, the result, which was, again, uh, good. But, you know, I think stats-wise, I think Celtic had more possession. It's talking more of stats, talking of stats, Celtic versus Manchester City, uh, one each, Um Attempts on goal, Celtic had 16, 
14 of them were from open play, which is great. Um, two of them were set pieces. Manchester City had six from open play and four of them. Um, sorry, they had 10 overall, six from open play and four from set pieces. We had double the amount and a wee bit in open play. Shut up. Right, I can't <laughs> do maths. <laughs> we had double the amount. And what would that be then? You're the teacher. Because uh, that's six and that's 14, right? So it's double the amount. Oh, you're right enough, double the amount and bit. And a wee bit. <laughs> I, I, what would you put that. it? What would you say then, as? Um, Fuck up, Brian. No, no, hold on, right. So overall, it's out of 20, 14 out of 20. We had 70% of the shots on target. So as I said, double the amount and a wee bit. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, that's uh, tremendous. I uh, the confidence that we're seeing. Scott Brown ended up one of the highest pass completion rates in the Champions League group stage. Yeah. It was like 95.2 or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Outstanding. Um, what what I think is great about that is, as, as you say, we had an 80... Overall, in that game, we had an 85% pass success rate um, and we won 68% of the aerial duels. Um Paddy Roberts, how good was he, Brian? Uh, just as good as we all know he can be. And I love the fact he celebrated his goal. Yeah. Which is just, I mean, I think somebody said that on Twitter maybe, where you see people not celebrating against teams they used to play for, and Paddy Roberts celebrated against the team that owns them. Mm-hmm. So that see, was amazing. See, if we had a young boy out on loan and they scored against Celtic, I, I would want him to celebrate. Because I'd call him for everything, but well done. Oh, no, he'd, man. oh he'd be sacked instantly. Oh, that's <laughs> he'd be sacked and his registration would be <laughs> held and he wouldn't be not near nothing. Um, but, yeah, no, but, Brian, your phone's... Get your phone away from the thing. It's all right. It's all right. No, it's still... Oh, right, I'll, I was trying to get some stats. Brian. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm glad he celebrated as well. How, how did you see the Man City game yourself, Keith? What did you think of that as overall? Confident on the ball. I don't remember a time seeing Celtic. What's that? We get more points away from home than we did at home in the at Champions home. League. Yeah, and that's unheard of for us to go to Germany, to go to down to Manchester, and that's so called Battle of Britain. Yeah, um, and I'm not I'm not doing that doing this to be a dick, but if Callum McGregor had scored that goal, <laughs> we would have had something to play for in the last game. Yeah, disappointing. It's, it's a shame. It's a wee shame. It's a wee shame. God Poor Cal Mack. God love him. He'll learn from it though. He'll grow. Will and he? Come or will back. he make the same mistake over and <laughs> over again? Because he did make the same mistake. <laughs> he did. Not too long after that as well. No, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a Cal McGregor, but I, yeah, it is just frustration. Because that, 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 that miss was, that could have completely changed the whole complexity of the group. But at the same time, uh, what are you going to do when you're we're coming away from a, a, a gate I get going away down to England and coming away with 85% pass success rates and uh, winning everything in the air and only having not only having we'd 42% possession which is a massive improvement from the first game I think the first game we were uh, in the 30s um, so we we played it we went down there and we played our game and we deserved to win that's yep. the other point yep. we Celtic unlucky Celtic usually but Excellent, Keith. Robert Sherry was asking at Politis Ouija, um, how would you rate the European campaign? It's an interesting one. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts? Can I have a rating out of 10, please? Did he ask that? He went for himself. Robert went for a 6 out of 10. 
uh, with a note in red pen saying must try harder for next time. <laughs> Jesus. No, I want to say that. I want to say that as well. Do you know it's weird because it depends how you look at it. Like obviously the fact we finished bottom of the group it's horrendous and it's um, just looking at that aspect of it then it's a complete failure. However, if you look at the progress that's been made in each of the games considering we started getting absolutely scalped off Barcelona um, and they've grown and grown and grown throughout the, the tournament I, I would maybe give it an 8. I think it was, it was enjoyable and it was good to see Celtic being Comfortable in Europe. Star player for you? Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Uh, Favourite moment from the whole situation? Um, I'm putting you on the spot, but... Yeah, totally. Um, What sticks out? Dembele's kind of overhead kicky type goal against Man City. Overhead uh, kicky type goal. Because it wasn't really a Pele type overhead kick. It was more of a kind of... Why didn't you start talking like about that film that, that film that Pelly's in again? What do we call it again? Escape to Victory? Escape to Victory. What's your favourite scene now? Um, <laughs> Keith? It's not the overhead kick. <laughs> um, yeah, same question. What? Yeah, um, probably a 7 out of 10. Not getting a win at home. Um, I think the... Do you think we deserve to win any of the games? No. The Bruce you mentioned Gladbach was a... The game itself was a bit of a disappointment. Especially after the excitement of the, the Man City game. Uh, I'd maybe go for Kieran Tierney's deflected goal um, in that game just for pure excitement. The whole build up to that game was fantastic. There was a great energy in the, the crowd. Everybody was really up for it. And then to take the lead three times and then hold on for the last what twenty odd minutes. That was it was it was great to, to see his back competing in that level. Um, I would probably it's funny you've given it an 8 and you've given it a 7 um, I you would give it a 2 or something yeah. I'm going to give it a 0 <laughs> I thought we were awful every game I think it should be sacked as Bowd said last week <laughs> Brendan should be sacked he's not getting his plan across the place no I would actually probably a 7 or 8 7 or 8 is probably fair um, the highlights this campaign Man City game at home was terrific even if we'd lost that game I still would have came away from it thinking we have the potential to do something because the guys who didn't let the you know, the guys who really I've, I've said this every week since he's been missing. Kieran Tierney has our left hand. I know you're an Izzy fan, and Izzy is playing well, and I'm not going to criticise Izzy. But Kieran Tierney just brings something so different to the. He it brings an absolute balance to the force, um, the team to force. Kieran Tierney's a jet. All right, Rogue One. Yep. Yeah, no, he does. He brings a balance and he pushes any right back that's going to be up against Kier or any right winger is just going to get absolutely dominated and pushed back because he uses that energy to really push on. Uh, his goal, his, his, it's not the goal that I loved, it's the, hey, me, give me the ball, give me the ball. Just fantastic. Um, Do you think we overhype Kieran on the too much? Nope. No, I nailed it. Well, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> on the Twitter, Paul at Green White Hoops uh, is asking, with Kieran uh, Tierney back in training, how will he react to being second choice behind Dizzy? Paul and Brian, old friends, oh, best pals. <laughs> it's actually my alter ego. <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, but you know, Izzy's got the Izzy's got the shirt. Kieran needs to work to get it back. Izzy, Izzy's a, Izzy's a good. He is a good player, um, and he does a great job covering. But Izzy isn't as good. Kieran Tierney, as soon as he's fully fit, deserves to be back in the team. Based on what? Being sensational. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> it's the only time I've ever won an Eddie's sort of argument. It's like, yeah, I agree. Um, aye, same for you, I guess, eh? Kezabot, Kezbot, Kezbotarino. Oh, I need to stop that one, that's bad. <laughs> oh, God, the haters on that board, don't they? Overtired. Um, yeah, overtired. <laughs> I came through the gym, to be fair. <laughs> Nothing prepared, as you can tell. Did you wear those shorts at the gym? You can suck it. Um, <laughs> you need to tell the story about the shorts. They're retro. Do you get them in Mr. Ben's? <laughs> Why is this guy thinking he can Referencing make the children's <laughs> shows as well. Oh, shopped in behind TJ Hughes. You got oh. all the old old vintage gear. I only I only uh, shop in Dolce and Gabbana, um, <laughs> yeah. so I wouldn't know about that. Uh, I got these shorts. I used to work at the Scottish Football Association. I wasn't corrupt, by the way. <laughs> well, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not. Is Campbell Ogilvy such a a good administrator as as we're led to believe? Let me t- let me t- let me tell you about something about Campbell Ogilvy. He has a G in his name, um, <laughs> because I'm not <laughs> get into that. But no, I worked for the SFA for like a year and a half, and uh, the I was just given stuff, and that's what these shorts are. <laughs> so you start, start to tell that conversation that story, and I'm like, just shut the fucking. Do you think people that work at the SFA get given stuff a lot? Uh, there's a lot of stuff passed about. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, Strange. <laughs> Did you wear them at the gym? Seriously? <laughs> You're like, <"All> right, okay. <laughs> Too far. Uh, I did. Seriously? Why would I not? Have you seen them? They're brilliant. Aye, they're alright for kicking about the house, but no in public. Brian, you are winning... These are the podcast joggies. The podcast joggies? That's what now getting called. Is that the hammer time ones? Yeah. Aye. Yeah, it's shuffling to one side, shuffling to the next. Um, becoming a mad um, minister... That's what he did after he left music. Um, MC did he? Hammer, yeah, yeah, he did. He went bankrupt. I know there was money. He went bankrupt. Hallelujah. And then he found God. Um, but yeah, so the, the the Champions League campaign, I would put it up. If you compare... Um, actually, funny thing is, you mentioned about how us finishing fourth isn't pretty terrible. But we finished fourth like three times. And when we Len, Lennon's last camp, I actually think Lennon's last campaign in the Champions League um, was probably one of our worst um, campaigns in Europe. Now it's not the worst um, in terms of you know the fact that we're in the Champions League group stage, but we performed so poorly in that. I think the worst, one of the worst performances I can remember from going into the game with a certain level of expectation and just being almost embarrassed um, was Ajax away. Lennon's last a lot of people will be like oh I can't really remember that game I remember watching it thinking we are being taught a football lesson beyond these guys are better than us on the pitch at 11 and that's what Ronnie Dyla had to come come back from and obviously he didn't have the all necessarily all of the tools to get us there but he built a strong foundation built a strong foundation as you said but Rodgers has the nous and the the, the the you know the coaching creativity and the tactical knowledge and everything to just take us to that level so I think from if you compare our last time in the Champions League to this yeah we've got the same amount of points no we didn't win any home games but we just looked the potential that's what I'm excited about the potential now we could get a group group um, draw we're going to get Barcelona again anyway so it doesn't fucking matter but not at Benfica or AC Milan for a wee while I know that's just European football is just broken. 
Well, then you look at the Champions League draw today, and I it's quite like... fancy Benfica actually because they've got the Emirates people that welcome you off the pitch. Oh, oh that geez. is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, when Benfica were coming off the pitch from training, um, they had to go through. Uh, boarding th- when you, uh, an airport check out Emirates. check, it, check yeah. out it's embarrassing football it's just one guy forgot his passport <laughs> quite awkward <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> look at this guy you're I bringing know. something out in all of us Brian totally. you're making us feel he makes I make a better person better. you're exactly. pretty much the Brendan Rogers of podcasting yes. you know because you know this guy he was you know, maybe not pulling his way. Yeah. I know I was being under the weather, but all of a sudden he's bright, he's breezy, he's the Callum McGregor of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good, but not in the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great coming on. You're a great reserve. Um, but no, um, any other questions that you want to kind of fire us with? Um, there was a good one. If you were to get anyone the Celtic Secret Santa, who would you go for and what gift would you get them? For example, if you were to get Scott Brown. What would you get the secret Santa? It's interesting. That is from Jared. Doug at K9 Doug. Oh, this, yeah, K9. Uh, okay, okay. Right, so I'll randomly pick one person, right, for e- for everyone. How about Can we that? maybe get a week to do that one? Yeah. No. <laughs> you get Callum McGregor, what would you get? No, this guy, this guy gets Callum McGregor. What would you get Callum McGregor? A right foot? Aye, very good. So with that. <laughs> Whatever I was getting Scott Allen last year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what would you get, Tom Rogic, Brian? Um, a didgeridoo to remind him of home. That's racist. <laughs> How? How is that in any way racist? Uh, Alex, and one of those hats with the Alex corks just on turned it as well. off. Thanks very much. I know. Who? Alex, our Australian. Alex McDee. We can only apologise for Bowd last week, by the way. <laughs> She's not really Australian. She left Australia and she now stays in America. <laughs> That's, you can't really count her as Australian. All right, Trump. Jesus. Yeah. Well, no. Brian? Well, that's being more racist. Leaving don't your country, <laughs> your birth. <laughs> don't be yourself, Brian. Be better than you. No, if you were going to get Azagiri, um A big hug. Oh, Jesus. What's the point? If I was going to get Lucy something, I would get him a mixtape. I would make him a mixtape. Maybe Stuart Am- Maybe that's what Stuart Armstrong's done for Michael Lustig. With his musical choice thing. That you spoke about earlier on that you didn't want to see. Yeah, I don't like them being connected only when I'm talking about them. I don't want them to be friends. <laughs> only in your dreams. I want to be friends with both of them, but separately. I want to me, Armstrong and Sviachenko going for like a coffee. So you wait like cheat on them? Like go through one no. to the other? <laughs> no, but then like me a bit of danger being pals me, with me, me and Lustig going to a gig and being like, Oh, these guys are great and then So what would you do like if you you're going out with Lustig on a say a Tuesday night and Stuart on a Friday night, what would you do with each of them? Well Lustig I'd probably would probably go and see some sort of weird electro band, um or we could maybe go and see a hardcore band. Um, I know there's some a couple of good hardcore bites, but then we'd end up going to like nice and sleazies and having a, having a few drinks, having a few thingies. And so, so what do you do then when you get a text message for Stuart? And he goes, "Who's that? Who's that texting you?" And he gets all like, "What?" I'm right. not. You, you know, we're friends. We're not actually homosexual together. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I'd imagine Stuart can be quite possessive. Though. I think so. Uh, well, he keeps giving the fucking ball away, so I wish he'd be more possessive, <laughs> eh? Bringing it all the way back, right? Uh, Brian, not heard your opinion. Now you're bit on. Um, is he away in January? Uh, yeah. Mm. Would you keep him if, 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 if you had the option to keep him or, or sell him? What would you do? Or would you wait to the summer? Uh, do you know, if we got a decent offer for him, I'd let him go. He's he's not he's not the worst player we've got, but he's, he's not the sort of player I think they that we need um, under Brendan Rodgers. I think there's other people that have really stepped up and 
have have kind of taken the their opportunities, whereas Beaton's he's he's still quite pedestrian and slows things down quite a bit. And that he's got his place and he done really well last season. Um, but I think it's probably time for him to move on. Um, we are recording this on Monday, the twelfth of December. Uh, Celtic are playing Hamilton at home on Tuesday, the thirteenth. Uh, you'll be there, Keith. I'll be there, Brian. Brian, will you be there? Uh, I probably will be. Actually, yeah. Okay, uh, Brian. Uh, how would you line up, and what would your prediction be? Because we do have the game on Saturday. We're playing Dundee on Saturday, um, and uh, that might be a tougher game than the game so would you would, would there be resting or would you bring people in um no I would it's a tricky one <laughs> I'm just making a lot of noises on this podcast <laughs> have you noticed I would but I'm pondering worst. quite a bit uh, right so we're dropping Gordon <laughs> <laughs> for Fasan yeah <laughs> no Bailey's in centre half position yeah. with Boyata because they know each other because they're, they're Belgian but they've left Belgium so it turns out they're not actually Belgium <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that one at all <laughs> and I'm sorry to bring it back up to be yeah. honest with you but it's her fault for moving to LA oh jeez <laughs> again can only apologise for anyone who's oh, taken no, a bit sorry <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Pick your team for <laughs> okay. So, Gordon, I would give Gamboa um, another run out. Uh, Eric Simunovic, Izzy, uh, Brown, Armstrong, Rogic, Roberts, Griffiths, and is Forrest fit or he's out? No, they think Forrest might be available for Hamilton, but I can, I'm, I'd be I'd probably start Gary McKay, Stephen. Give Gary McKay Stephen yeah. another another one. What about yourself? Would be sort of similar? Who would you? I would go for the exact same team. Is Brian just named? Yes. Um, That's convenient. So <laughs> the next three games we've got Hamilton at home, Dundee at home, uh, Thistle at home. So that's good. We've got three games because we've not been obviously guys. We season second. We've not been home since uh, in the league since Inverness. Uh, yeah, since Inverness. Um, Back in the start of November, so great that you you know we're going to have a run of games and um, obviously the parkhead parkhead much bigger and we've won every game that we've played at and maybe Hamilton might be a game we could bring in uh, Hendo. He, he is a game. I mean that to be you know we mentioned about um, Brown. If if Celtic are and I'm this is no disrespect to Hamilton, but Celtic are playing so well just now and uh, Hamilton are not in the greatest of form but if Celtic were to really and we beat them 8-1 last season as well I remember that um, if Celtic were really to turn the screw come out and you know get to half time and be 2 or 3-0 three, no, three, 3 up I would bring Henderson on then yeah um, he's needing a bit of game time and coming on for a game like this when we've got a bit of a cushion as well so that there's not as much pressure because he, he came on against Bruce Minchin Gladbach Away from home when when we were pushing for a win, I think uh, Rogers clearly rates him. I see him. I think he sees him as a specific in a specific. That's the thing about Rogers. He sees players coming on in specific situations. Um, Bitton comes on and slows the game down, mm. keeps possession pretty well. Um, McGregor comes on and depending on where he plays, he's going to bring a certain something to it. Um, Griffiths obviously comes on and you know runs the channels and plays a different game to. To, to um, Dembele, maybe he looks at um, Henderson and he thinks, I 
I don't really. It's funny because he's, st- he's still taking a plane as a defensive midfielder, but if you push him forward, he does have a good weight of pass, funnily mm-hmm. enough, and he is, he is tidying the ball. So, yeah, the Henderson. He's got a bit of a, a range of passing as well, so he'd be able to good long switch ball. it. Yeah, he's got a good switch. That's something that we were missing from the, the centre half. So, Brown keeps the ball going, but he plays passes that he's, he knows he's definitely going to make. Yeah. Whereas Henderson can come on and maybe try that a little bit of a diagonal to get the the wide players a bit up further up the park a bit quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um Celtic are currently uh, the pure bestest uh ones and the hunters of points uh, ahead. Hunters of points and then some. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, let's actually kinda of look at where we are. Um so we've dropped two points all season. Two points all season. Um, we've got 40 points uh, Rangers are in second they have got 32 points but we've played three games more so less, we, is it not? sorry but we've played three games less um, so I mean potentially we could be out of sight by I mean we all already kind of are out of sight but 8, 19, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 we could be 17 <laughs> points if we were on the game <laughs> <laughs> I don't do counting good yep um <laughs> but um, are you surprised Rangers are second, Keith? No, the with the, the team with the biggest, uh, second largest wage bill in Scotland should be there or thereabouts. I would like to see a bit more consistency from Aberdeen. I thought they would put more of a challenge. Um, Hearts have had the Ronnie, uh, Robbie Nielsen um, leaving as well, so that's a, it's going to take a wee while for Cathro to, to get his ideas across, but I'd like to see a wee bit more of a challenge from the teams that you, you, you would hope would be doing a wee bit more, such as Aberdeen and uh, and Hearts. But now they seem to be playing well, um, Rangers, and I'm just looking forward to the Hugman A game. Uh, you know, we we've mentioned uh, how well we've been we've been praising Aberdeen how well they've done but this season you know if they win their game in hand they're, they're going to be behind Rangers and when they lost to Rangers the other week Brian I certainly expected it did you expect it for them to lose for them to lose um, going to Ibrox probably yeah um, just because it's Rangers at Ibrox um, and Aberdeen are bottle merchants so yeah. Do you think? Um, what, do you think? You know, we, it's all about cycles in terms of you know. Modern football is very much you don't get time really to to develop anything. Um, players are signed when they're nineteen. You know, they're already the Kieran Tierney. Um, because it's funny, I was looking back, and I've mentioned this in the past. We had a podcast last October, mm. and it was based around should Kieran Tierney start a game in Europe. It's Fenerbahce game, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So within a year, he's already been like, any sort of consistency, and he's linked away, or whoever you know. Yeah. It, if we bring any player in, they're linked away. The same goes for um, managers; they don't necessarily get a lot of time. McInnes has had time though, and he's done it. He's done a great job. But do you think the cycle's just finished? Do you think he's taken them Aberdeen as far as they can go? Because Hearts are only a point behind them. Um, St Johnston are only five points behind them. Um, Hearts have played a game more. St Johnston have played the same amount of, amount of games. Um, do you think that? And St Johnston were very good at yeah, Petodre. They were th- decent th- this weekend. They've got a, 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 Tommy's done a great job up there. Do you think Ab- Aberdeen, I mean, McInnes, 
is taking Aberdeen as far as he can go. I, I mean, I don't know if McInnes has done a great job. Like, they're, they're not, they, they keep sort of flattering to deceive Aberdeen. They, you think they're going to do well, and then. Was they, last they, season they the season they should have not won the league, but really pressed us? Yeah, and then, you know, they, they just failed miserably. They had a real opportunity um, because Celtic weren't great, and there was clearly some issues in the. Uh, in the squad where, where players weren't performing there was no confidence and that was Aberdeen's chance um, I think if you look at managers that have done well Tommy uh, I was going to say Tommy Johnson Tommy Wright um, has done a, a cracking job and Robbie Nielsen done really well with Hearts and I, you know, I think I said this in the, the WhatsApp group and stuff where I think what Hearts have done with Cathro and, and McPhee's just outstanding and I hope they're they get the investment or the time investment that they need because that isn't going to be an overnight thing. Um, and it is really funny to see the sort of the vitriol towards Cathro from from various ex players that's completely not merited. I, I think Chris Boyd was. I was I was listening to the Sports Sound uh, BBC Sports Sound um, podcast, um, and Tom English was on it, and he made. Uh, a, a really good defence of how the media have treated Cathro, basically saying they've been under he's all the ex-players, and I, I completely agree with him. Um, guys like Jamie Fullerton, who I'm sorry, is an absolute joke. I, I don't, I don't know how he's allowed on the radio. He is. I don't even know who he is. No, <laughs> uh, he's just a joke. Not is he joke. up there with uh, Cregan? Oh, Cregan's meltdown the other day was just tremendous. Cregan's an idiot, but at least Cregan shows a little bit of. He can at times. Bit insight. He's got his coaching yeah, badges. Yeah. I think Cregan's terrible, but I also think at least he can be a bit pragmatic at times. Whereas he, Jimmy Fulton's terrible, um, but. Uh, how disrespectful Tom Boyd uh, Tom Boyd fucking hell Chris Boyd Tommy Johnson Tommy Boyd <laughs> um, how disrespectful Chris Boyd wa- uh, was when he said don't get me wrong it is hilarious what he said <laughs> it was really disrespectful he said um, the most excited Dean Cathro uh, this is the most excited he's been since he opened up FIFA 17 yeah. which is actually hilarious <laughs> but just really 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 disrespectful and he's like I don't I, you know I've done training with him but I know because uh, I've I've been with him for five minutes and I know he's a bit of a weirdo and he can't pure speak to people. He's a that. whiz on the mic as well, he was saying. But he's like, he can't speak to people, man. He's pure... I pure speak to people. I should be the manager. Fuck up. <laughs> yes, I couldn't have put that better. Um, but what I, I don't get why, other than the fact that this, this coach who hasn't played before has clearly taken a job that it seems like maybe a lot of ex-players were showing an interest in. Because I can't understand why all of a sudden they've come out and absolutely slated this guy. It is, um, it is sort of protecting your own, um, you know, ex-players. Th- this is a thirty. I think the big fear from from their perspective is this is a thirty. A guy who's who's thirty, who's never played professionally, who is a sort of modern day coach. And by the way, it might be a flop, totally. but he should be given the opportunity to to be a flop. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and so they're protecting their brethren. By who's this guy coming out of nowhere? Um, and it's it's it's, it, it's it's disgraceful the way he's been talked to. Because, but that leading back to what I was saying earlier, um, you don't get the time. But that's the thing where he, he's a young Scottish coach as well who has clearly done fantastically well so far, um, and he's you know working with Benitez. He's obviously going to get loads for that. There's 
so many great coaches that weren't great players. Um, Arsene Wenger. Mourinho. Mourinho, aye. Brendan Rodgers. Um, but Hearts. Ronnie Dyler. He was a great player as well. <laughs> no, we've got that in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love you, Ronnie. Since Hearts Miss you. and the Hearts fans saved the club, um, they've been doing, or seem to be doing everything right. Yeah. Um, in terms of their investment, the way they're allowing, they allowed Nielsen with Levine's support to, to get the team and build the team. And uh, I think they will give Cathro time. And I think McPhee's a fantastic appointment with him. And Levine knows Cathro, so he'll, He'll be there He's to support with him. him. Yeah, he brought, yep. brought him to Dundee United and, and, and stuff like that. I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, you're mentioning that the Hearts recruitment has been really good as well. You know, bringing in John Souter, um, Perry Kitchen's been superb for them. Captain, um, the the big the big is he Norwegian or he's he's American born, but he plays for Norway. The big striker up front. I think so. Oh Jesus, you've just. I've I'm just thinking, who else have they bought? They've got Tony Watt and Connor Salmon as Bo- well. Both have been. Underachieved, underachieved. Um, but my point is the the, the actual uh, Don Cowie. I think it's a great signing for them as well. Uh, McInnes is done. Hearts should be the third force. Yes, that's how it will play out. Hearts will be the second force. I think so. End of the season. End of the season. You expect Hearts to be the second force. Yeah, I, I genuinely think Cathro will do great with. I think McPhee's from that. I, I remember listening. I was sitting in the car one time and I just caught an interview with McPhee. And he was absolutely engrossing and fantastic. The, the idea that the National uh, Association wanted to bring him to overhaul the entire system, no. to actually put him into a club and do to do the same thing, the club's obviously hopefully going to benefit. The only thing I worry about is when Anne Budges made a, an agreement with the Heart supporters that she's going to hand over um, full control over to them. I think she's been wonderful for Scottish football. Yeah, um, She's very forward-thinking. Um the club seems to be run in the, the proper way. They're getting great publicity from things that you would think Celtic should be leading um, as well. Yeah, but I that's. I think it was Louis said last week that, um, in his opinion, uh, you know, he, he hearts as a club excite him because they're doing... And you've kind of just touched on that as well. There's a lot of stuff that they do that, you know, that we could be doing um, in terms of giving the fans... No, Celtic fans are assholes. <laughs> um, aye, so keep the fans away from the club, apparently. Uh, uh, but like, just looking at like, um, Kilmarnock seemed to be up and down, up one week, down the next. They lost, funnily enough, was it five one to to Aberdeen? But they played really well. Um, it wasn't a five one game. Quote: mm-hmm. um, We were outstanding in that seven 0 gubbin. It wasn't a seven 0 game. Does Chris Boyd coach at Kilmarnock? I've seen him at the development uh, game that I saw down there last season. He was coaching, he was helping with that. And you could tell because they were absolutely shocking. Same <laughs> um, pies. Yes. But he spoke really, really well. See, so talking to you guys, he's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> great communicator, his body. Great. Here, over there. <laughs> oh, oh, you. Right. Air a bit. Air a bit. Air a bit. Here. Me. Me on a second. Me on a second. I write this. <laughs> I take it this too far, uh, but yeah. So I mean, we're we're coming into the last kind of stretch of this half of the season. Uh, we're really kind of happy with how everything's kind of fallen down, um, breaking down for Celtic. But Rangers, Brian, I'll come to you. Should they be second? But Keith Keith says the the team with the, the sort of second biggest second biggest biggest budget probably should 
Uh, I'll surprised. Are we surprised our second? I, I, I'm... There's, because there are people who turn around and say, oh, they shouldn't be second. I, I'm surprised they're second just based on the, what I've seen of them so far. Um, is that an indictment of how poor everyone else is? Yes, I think so. Well, you've got a, an established team, and I don't just mean established in the top league, like a, a team um, like Aberdeen with players that have been there for a while. They know their job, a manager that's been there for a while. Um, Rangers came up, and it was a step up. Um, they have bought so badly in the summer. So as much as they had money to spend, or I don't know where they get money from, but they've spent some anyway, the, the players are just shocking. Um, like Even before the, the win against Aberdeen, there was you know calls for Warburton to go, the worst football they've ever seen. And then a couple of games, they beat Aberdeen and Hearts and everything's rosy again. Well, they have beaten their two biggest rivals. So, I, I totally, mean, that's to be fair, it. He should be given his, I'm not, I'm not Both at him. home, though, and with a couple of dodgy decisions. However... <laughs> Well, it, I don't think that, Matt. They still do, whether they get help or not, or whether they still got that victory. Warburton, whether you rate him as a coach or not, he, from a Rangers perspective, deserves that. Not totally. I, I actually don't. I don't not rate. What is that? Doesn't make any sense. I think Warburton's actually okay. I think um, Warburton's desperate to get back to get back to England. I, I think I, Rangers I think, are an absolute basket case of a club, as as we all know. And but as I said, I haven't seen a lot of them. But what I have seen, they've. Haven't impressed me at all. You just you make a good point in terms of the players they've got, man for man almost, with the exception of uh, one or two. That Aberdeen team, I would probably take every single one of the Aberdeen teams players over. Yeah. I, ironically enough, except probably Kenny Miller, who's playing fantastically well. <laughs> Whereas Big Rooney up front for for Aberdeen's been really, really off the boil. Um, majority of the Aberdeen side, you think we're better, we're a better coach, maybe a wee bit more progressive coach. Yeah, a wee twenty-five year old, thirty year old that we can maybe <laughs> get in. Um, somebody that's good attacking ideas because um, Derek McInnes tends to make them quite hard to break down, but that makes it really hard for them to go forward, and they don't tend to score. I mean, in the game against any, they, was, although they scored about five goals, that just totally killed my point. I don't know much about Aberdeen. <laughs> no, don't but know I, much about football. No, no, I, I, I think you make. You actually made quite a good point because against us, when uh, at Pitodri, they, they didn't play Rooney, didn't give that physical no. presence. Oh, and and on the radio, I heard them say, "Well, Rooney gives a great, he's got great physical presence, but he doesn't track back." And it's like you're at home against your biggest rivals. Most people expect you to probably lose, considering the runs they've on. Just go for it. Aye. It's it's better to really just be have that physical presence because see at times. Our defenders can get bullied, yep. so I mean, Celtic. We know how. It's, it's not that we know how Celtic can be beaten, but we play in a specific type of way that if you get in amongst us and you press us like Motherwell did, you might get you. If Celtic, every one of Celtic players is playing bad, you might get, they might get a bad day at the office, and we actually might they might get something out yeah. of this. I just I think a lot of the man, the, the coaches are shite bags. McKinnis doesn't know how to beat us, but to be fair to him, he has tried a couple of variations, like standing off us in the League Cup, League Cup final, which was awful. That was great. Try to kick us off the park, Tadri. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he has tried at least a couple of variations, going long in the last couple of minutes at Celtic Park as well. I, I, I thought I mentioned this at the time. I thought the team that almost said the better of his in a lot of ways was Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. Mm. I think Lee Clark is a really 
Lee Clark is the type of manager who would do a lot better at a bigger club in Scotland. See if he was the manager of, of Aberdeen or even Hearts. I think he's got. I think he's got some really progressive ideas. Kilmarnock do not have a budget. Did you see that progressive idea from the, the ice thing? That was wonderful. Put the, them in a big fridge. Aye, that, that, that works. It That's does. why they do the big game. Jump into the, the teams aye, that can't afford no to get a bin. Used to the ice bin. Aye, the Kilmarnock team get took to a cryogenics thing. Freezer. Um, Terminator. I think it was Koulibaly was just absolutely frozen. Poor we said most clubs do that now. No, no, they they've got a a nice bucket. They, they, they're going to a specialist who's doing something specifically different, but because specialist um, specific <laughs> <laughs> does that work? No, does that not? Special is specialist. So he throws them. Can only apologise for this episode <laughs> of the podcast. But the, um, did they have the master on it? Because I think it was. Yes. Um, I think Allardyce introduced that down south. Um, He's a very progressive coach. <laughs> Allardyce was given the Stuart. He was. Um, no, he wasn't. He? But it's uh, Gary Speed had uh, the wee earbud in his ear during the game. I seen big salmon your ear going turn, turn. <laughs> wide. What are you having for your dinner? <laughs> Forty grand. That's for steak pie. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> just got that as well. Did, did everyone hear that? Did the listeners hear that? Brian, Brian had a really funny joke. Um, but yeah, so especially considered everything's going so well with Celtic at the moment, um, and there's you know Sir Manny's not here, so we can't we can't have that negative tone. Um, we'll, we'll probably cover the the actual Scottish League a little bit more. I, I want to focus on just as we're finishing up because we are. Have you got any quite other questions that you want to highlight? Have a quick look just now, if you want to. Yeah, Brian, the did you see the dive that Snodgrass had? Uh, I saw a still of it. Didn't actually see it. Okay, and so like, that's is, I can't ask so, you then. But I know he was scared oh, of hurting himself. <laughs> you just heard what I said. <laughs> No, I didn't. Not at all. No, what he said was he he's so fearful of um, having another sort of bad, impactful injury, like the sort of um, the, the one he had with his knee, that he... Is retiring. Because <laughs> that's an absolute bullshit excuse. <laughs> he was scared, all right? But seriously, if you are that, I mean, he dies, right? So... If you are that scared of that injury, why play? But in why all not? seriousness, I really like him, so we want to call him a diver. No, I, no, I'd love to see him at Celtic Park. I like him a lot. He's my pal. Um, I think he's a crying player. But I if you are that worried, then quit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just being coy. Seeing the guy coming in for the tackle, he's making it just in case he did connect. He's raising his legs just so it looks even more. McGeady used to do it. Or did remember to get booked for it? <gasps> That's what I was going to talk about in the podcast. I was going to talk about <laughs> Keith's hatred for Aidan McGeady. Intense really? dislike. I just think he wasted Lee Naylor. Which I think is mental because what? Lee Naylor wasted <laughs> Lee Naylor. I don't know what he's talking about. He's talking about this on Saturday night. Yeah. Sean Maloney and Lee Naylor had a wee understanding. Maloney I just like Stokes in. and Izagiri. <laughs> <laughs> That was one. That was oh, the thing of beauty. That was down in front of me as well when that happened. Magic. Right, hold on. I've never heard this before. Right. What? Well, Keith talking shite. Do not listen to the podcast every week? Sorry. I did in the WhatsApp group all the time. He's just let me rant every once in a while. But no, no. Like you, you genuinely have a, a dislike of of McGeady. He can't. He couldn't cross the ball. His final ball was was poor. Disagree. Disagree. He couldn't. For somebody that played out in the wing, he couldn't put any whip on a cross for a winger. He used to only hit it straight. 
it was it was just atrocious. Uh, in my he opinion, scored a couple of cracking goals. He was very good. At in my opinion, Aidan McGeady, um, towards his last season and a half, maybe two seasons, literally was the only thing that was working for Celtic, and he carried the club on his back. Do, do, you, know, do you know his other argument? Aidan McGeady was a better player than Sean Maloney because he went for nine million. That because now, that's the, that's how you measure no, how no, good no, a player right, is. Right, firstly, you're being for. <laughs> Greatest right back. <laughs> He's been really facetious, right? How much was Amido Baldy? How much did we pay for him? You're, you, How much did we pay for Henrik? So Baldy, obviously, the better player. Right, he, he, he's been facetious. Baldy never he's been, he's been facetious. Um, no, I think... Okay, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to do a poll. Twitter poll. We're going to do a Twitter poll. But we'd also like um, everyone to vote for Aidan McGeady, so we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Sean Maloney was a terrific player, but... Sean Maloney was a better player away from Celtic. Aidan McGeady was a better player at Celtic than he was away from it. That's what I would say. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Right, so your whole point about... Just to shut you up, I've got to get I don't get the nailer thing, though. That's mad. Like Maloney used to cut inside and lay him off, whereas McGeady would pull out wide, cut was off any space Nailers? for Lee Naylor. <laughs> I don't know what he's no. talking about. You know, Lee Naylor. We'll discuss this. <laughs> okay. To quote Vince McMahon, Naylor screwed Naylor. <laughs> That's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> no. Listen, it's been terrific. We've we've went all over the place with this one. It um, was a bit mad. Yeah, Brian. The, 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 yeah, me, yeah, me and Keith were on it the other week, and it wasn't as mad as or something. <laughs> maybe that you're bringing to. Possibly. Have you spiked our drinks? <laughs> yeah. Um. But no. Okay. So that was terrific. The competition. Um. Follow us on Twitter at Ninety Minute Cynic, and you'll see all the details of a competition that has. A Kieran Tierney sign top. Let me repeat that. Kieran Tierney sign top as the but main you need prize. To say that it's been signed by Lee Naylor. But it has been signed by Lee Naylor. No, that's this is professional. Um, Tommy Johnson. <laughs> just, for, <laughs> I just fell into Tommy Johnson because we did that before. But no, um, at ninety minutes cynic, and you'll see. It. And also, Keith, we should put it out on Facebook as well. Yes, of um, course. Facebook and uh, Twitter. So at ninety minutes cynic on Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash ninety minutes cynic. Um, check out our competition because it's it's absolutely terrific. Um, we're also on speakerspeaker.com slash the ninety minutes in it. Um, if you could go to face no, if you go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and if you fancy leaving a positive comment, that would be great. How long does that take? It take <laughs> it takes upwards of forty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it 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 takes about seven to. Eight hours. So, Depends how long a review you want to leave as well. Exactly. I mean, I, we're not looking for war and peace. We're just looking for. I would uh, like a proper critique because I don't like people just re- stick a couple of stars in and then like good podcast. Yeah, we don't. I would want a like couple a stars, properly, we want five stars. I five stars and like at least eight paragraphs. Eight paragraphs. Um, <laughs> iTunes. Dot, if you go into the iTunes uh, apps and stuff, and you can uh, just search for ninety minutes and subscribe, leave a comment. That would help us out. A bundle, um, and again, as uh, obviously, try to see it more more often. Uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate everyone who takes the time to download and listen to the podcast. Um, if you've got any comments or queries, uh, just tweet us um, at Ninety Minute Cynic. Uh, we'll also we're building up to a new rebirth of the website, NintyMinuteCynic.com. Keith and Christian are, are working at hard at work on that. I'm going to be producing something and. Uh, Hopefully we'll all get the cynics all involved in that. Um, Brian McManus, at Brian McManus on Twitter. It's been a yep. pleasure as always. We want to see you more often in 2017. 
2016 has been a good year for me. Yeah, you've been, on, you've been on it fucking three times. Four, maybe? Four. At least three this season. Will you be in the drunken pod at Christmas? Are we having a drunken pod? I just I just asked you. <laughs> if it's on, I'll be there, yes. Yeah, I see. Might not, I might sneak out before it finishes, because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, Keith McGinty, uh, Killer Keith McGinty. Shit, I actually unintentionally <laughs> said that. Thanks, Chris Jellico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Keith McGinty. Hoorah! At Ginty. It's turning into 1888. We're talking about Parsi, Ginny's V sidekick, pal. That's yeah. what it's turning into. Sidekick. Sidekick Keith. Sidekick Keith. <laughs> We're going to need dodgy shops next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Keith, as always, thanks for getting involved, and you're going to you know, make sure all the details the are. The first up. tweet is getting sent out this second. Boom. Done. Boom. Boom. Hoo ha! Um, I'm Chris Gallagher. Um, I'm on the podcast at the Galatron. We are the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road.